Hey there, before you go any further, just a suggestion, go back and check out the episode in our feed right before this one about young black fathers in Philadelphia. It'll add some more depth and context to the story you're about to hear. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. I drive past the Institute for the Development of African American Youth a decent amount, and I always wonder how are the people there doing? The Institute, which is called IDAY for short, is based out of an old, very grand four story row home on Broad Street, just north of Temple between York and Dauphin. At the time we published this story, the zip code there, 19132, was tied with two others for having the most fatal gun homicides in Philadelphia so far this year. I first visited I-Day about this time a year ago to check out what their Young Fathers United program was all about. With Father's Day right around the corner, I thought it could be a timely story, talking to young black men at the epicenter of Philly's crime crisis about what it was like navigating such a challenging environment while also being dads, which in and of itself is a whole different type of challenge. Bro, what are we doing? How many friends have we lost to this shit? But where are we at and what are we doing? We're trying to make a change. No, we're not trying. We are. We're changing the narrative. We're still trying. We still have this issue. When I listened back on that story that we produced here on the John Cast last year, I felt the piece fell a little short, to be honest, that it perpetuated a narrative that revolved around pain and trauma for young black men that, while rooted in truths, might not have represented the whole story. So I wanted to go back to I-Day this year and try and take a slightly different approach. I wanted to look for some more inspiring angles, hopeful angles, positive angles that could be pulled from some of the members of Young Fathers United and the circumstances that they're confronting in their lives. Everything that I have, literally, and that we talked to Brian about last year, I prayed for it. You know, I begged and pleaded with God, like, you know, this is what I feel as though I need. You know, just like the things I feel like I was lacking, I asked God to give it to me. This is the John Cast, a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. I'm Brian Seltzer, and today we're going to do a follow-up about a bond between two brothers that's only gotten stronger through loss and fatherhood. There's two sessions of Young Fathers United held at the I-Day building each week. One's on Monday nights for older fathers or fathers-to-be ages 26 to 40, and the other one's for younger fathers or expectant fathers 14 to 25 on Tuesday nights. The program's free, lasts 13 weeks, and even offers its participants a stipend to pay for some of the fundamental expenses that parenting involves. When I went back there this week, it was great to reconnect with some of the people I met there last year. How have you been? How have you been? Good. I can't believe it's been a year. A year, right? <laughs> there were 13 men at the meeting on June 13th. Two of them were prominently featured in last year's story, the Wesley brothers. Quinn's the oldest. He's 32. And his younger brother is Jihad. He's 30. Last year, these two brought so much passion and heartfelt words to the meeting of Young Fathers United. And this year was no different. The death pocket to me is somebody who you can hold accountable when you really need to. For example, I held my dad accountable because he found his kids no matter what. 
I held my thing to Kendall because no matter what or the issue he went through, he never disrespected the lady he was with. He never disrespected my mom in front of us, even if she yelled at him or whatever, cursed him out. Whatever. Quinn became a dad nine years ago. He's got a daughter, Lyric. I love that name. What's the last year been like? What's been going on in your life? What's changed? It's like an up and down roller coaster. Like, it's been good times, bad times, but at the end of the day, for me, it's just an experience. I don't believe in losses or anything like that. Every relationship I ever like, encountered with people has always been a lesson. I um, always gain something from it. I don't lose anything from any experiences. So like, I gained a lot of lessons throughout this year in like, how to maneuver through life. The biggest obstacle for Quinn and Jihad this past year has been the loss of their dad, Aaron. He died on Christmas. Their mom passed away in 2006. In looking back on how his dad lived his life and parented, Jihad has gained a lot of perspective. Honestly, he always put positivity into our life, so I, can't, I, I wouldn't say he was a bad father. I wouldn't say that, and I wouldn't say it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the day that I sat with him and I ain't learning something. I see that, so all of it was a learning experience and process. Jihad's comments captured the essence behind two of the really big themes that the young fathers discussed and debated at the meeting I went to on June 13th. What type of dad their own fathers were, if they were even lucky enough to have one in their lives, and the concept of learned behavior, how someone acts based on what they've experienced and observed in life. A good father, because I think good is relative in my opinion. What I consider to be good may not be. Yes, sir. In all, in all reality, I just think a good father would be a person, a male, your dad. Not materialistic, not money, none of that. Just guiding you in life the best way possible. That's what a father. Anybody else? What did you learn about your dad and what it means to be a father the older you got and you saw the example that he was trying to set? And it's probably going to sound backwards, but like I started to really like have replays of our conversations after he passed. Like a lot of the things that he used to tell us, I st- it started to replay in my head. Like every morning I get up and it started to replay, but like it's just more so of he just showed me how to, no matter what you was going through, always have some will behind what you want and you'll succeed. That was Quinn. Jihad, his younger brother, said their dad for the most part was a regular presence in their lives. Even after their parents split up, dad was still around. It was never really a time where though he wasn't really there except when he was incarcerated. And other than that, I mean... But the times he wanted to be there and he pushed, he was there. So I can't, and like I said, I can't really speak on time that he wasn't because I don't really know a time of him not trying to be there. And because Quinn Jihad's dad was around, they learned from him, good and bad. Not everyone at the Young Fathers United meeting could say that. Even when they were young and growing up in the uptown section of North Philly, Quinn and Jihad understood their family dynamic was different because dad was in the picture. I grew up where when we watch movies, especially like the, the urban movies, the dad is never there. So like that just gave me a, a negative connotation to, excuse my French, but like black parenting. Like I always thought that everybody didn't have a dad in my neighborhood because that's what we, we were taught. That's how we grew up. But it, then I had to start to realize like, no, they're around. You just gotta like really sit there and look and watch. Like nowadays I watch how 
fathers interact with their kids. And that shows me the type of person you are as a human being, let alone a man. My dad literally told me, because I've been through a lot and we both have together and separately. But it was, it was a certain situation that I went through that he was like, I literally wish I could take your pain and give it to myself. He would always tell me, say, trouble don't last always. Joy gonna come in the morning. He used to always say that to me. Trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last always. He would just constantly say that. And I started believing it. And the more I believed it, the more my problems started turning into solutions. And I was telling you, remember, when you think positive, positive happens. I learned that younger. A friend actually told me that he said, when you think negative, negative happens. When you think positive, positive happens. The more I became positive, the more opportunities presented themselves to me. Quinn Jod's dad might be gone, but his words and the lessons he left them seem to be resonating more now than ever before. Stay with us. This is the John Cast. I'm Brian Seltzer. This part of the Young Fathers United meeting I attended recently at the Institute for the Development of African American Youth really hit home for me. Not sure if you were able to hear it or make it out, but Jihad is sharing a thought with the rest of the group. He says, Dad is a title, Father is a duty. Being a dad myself, I thought that was a pretty cool concept. So I asked Jihad where he heard it from. Can you tell me where that came from? Where did you first hear that and what that means to you? Okay, so to be honest, I learned it actually coming to the Young Fathers Program. It was, my, I believe it was my first cycle. So we were, we were explaining something. Well, one of the, the lecturers were you know, lecturing us on one of the um, lessons, and uh, he had brought it up, and he said, he said, what's the difference between a dad and a father? And I looked at him like he was stupid. Like, what do you mean? I said, I thought that was the same thing. And he, you know, he kind of went around the room like he normally do. And then he, he was like, well, you know, some of my guys got it. And then he was like, um, well, really, he was like, dad is the title and father is the duty. And I said, well, can you explain? And he would say, you know, think about it. Like, you know how they say mothers has no days off? Same thing with fathers. We don't really have a day. You can say we have a day off. But if me, if me, if me going to work, providing, reproducing, making sure we eat, you know, the bills just paid and things like that, I might not be as assertive as the mom, but my position is still solidified just as much and justified as mom because literally we both play a role. This idea of being a dad versus being a father is so fitting for Jihad because he doesn't have any biological kids of his own. What he does have is what he calls his two bonus sons. That's how he refers to his fiance's kids, Keon and Keenan. Keon's eight, and Jihad brought him with him to the Young Fathers United meeting. I asked Keon what it's been like having Jihad in his life. Yeah, it's like I have be having like extra support when he here, and. <laughs> Quinn, Jihad's older brother, is off to the other side of the room. He's getting a little emotional. He'd be taking us to the park on um, maybe like weekends and we like go to, to the restaurant if we like hungry so that way we, we do like a cookout. This time a year ago when Jihad and I first met, 
he and his fiancée had only been together about six months. He didn't mention her when we talked or the kids. What Jihad did talk about was just how badly he wanted to be a dad and how hard it was for him to not have kids of his own. Two of his former partners had abortions. Another gave birth to a boy that was seven months premature. The baby died during birth. All those disappointments were a lot for Jihad to deal with. He was on the verge of going downhill at one point. The way Jihad put it to me, he said he felt like the chance for him to be a father was being stolen from him. Now, with Keon and Keenan, his fiance's kids, he's got something back, his bonus sons. Honestly, they are a blessing in disguise. They are actually, they help me out more than they know. You know what I mean? And like, they, they literally make my heart smile, you know, dealing with them. Like I said, it, it wasn't easy at first, you know, because we had to warm up to each other. But uh, it's, it's been a wonderful experience, and I, I just can't wait to experience more and to see where, where this road takes us. I'm just excited, you know, because I, I, I'm in love with their mom, Nicole, and I, I got love for them, and I have the same love I had for their mom I had for them. As Jihad is saying all this, Quinn's just over there watching, kind of in awe of his younger brother. It's almost like he can't believe what he's seeing or what his brother's saying. I really got to say this, though, bro. I am truly proud of you. I know you told me this before as a, as from brother to father, but, like, this is from father to father now, not brother to brother, father to father. Bro, I am proud of you. Like, I'm trying to hold back tears because you don't know how it makes me feel to see you get the thing that you wanted the most. In Jihad, Quinn sees their dad, Aaron. And not just because Quinn says Jihad looks like him. No, this is more about how Jihad is interacting with Keon and the way he's starting to see Keon take after Jihad. I'm not saying that the other people in his life doesn't give him influences, but I know how he talks. And he talks just like him. I mean, he talks just like him. But that's how my dad talks as well. So it's just like, I'm seeing him right here in the flesh. His his spirit is right here. That's what I'm basically saying. And in this way, Quinn and Jihad know that on Father's Day, their dad will still be with them. Between the example he set, the lessons that Quinn and Jihad learned from him, and also what they've learned through the Young Fathers United program, they're confident that they're well-equipped for the journey ahead. Now that I know I can, quote-unquote, be emotional and be uh, expressive, but yet I can still have my manliness and my manhood, I'm not going to change that for nothing, though, because I'm at peace with myself. Like, I know I can sit here and call my brother and be like, yo, bro, I'm going through a hard time right now. I might want to cry and break down in front of you. But he's going to tell me, like, bro, it's cool. Wipe your tears. I'm not telling you you can't express your feelings, bro, but, like, let's figure this out together. Brothers, bonded by a father, with fatherhood, now bring them even closer together. Young fathers united, you know, like, like my brother said, it, um, it opened up endless opportunities for us that we can take and utilize for the best of our nature, you know, and take those resources and put them into the community for ourselves as young fathers and for other young fathers or just young black males or young males in general and see how we could, one hand could wash the other, both hands wash the face. But all in all, our day, Young Fathers United has been a big blessing. John Cast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcasts and is made in Philadelphia by Tom Rickert, Sabrina Boyd Serka, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, Bibiana Correa, and me, Brian Seltzer. If you'd like to learn more about the Institute for the Development of African American Youth 
and the Young Fathers United program. The website is idaay.org. And again, if you didn't listen to the original story we published about Young Fathers United last year, go back in the John Cast feed, and it should be the episode listed right below this one. So give it a listen and check it out. You can listen to the John Cast free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. We'll talk to you soon.